All right, let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Uh, if you love delicious meat, I know I do, uh, you can get it from Good Ranchers. Now, if you understand the importance of the American farmer and the American rancher, it's, uh, our meat and everything else doesn't come from a store. It comes from a farm. And the farther that farmer w- farm is away from you, the uh, less stability we have as a country. Uh, 85, I think 80% of our uh, grass-fed beef comes from overseas. That's a horrible idea. Good Ranchers works with the good farmers and the good ranchers. They produce the uh, meat that Good Ranchers guarantees is all 100% American. And they also will help you deal with something else, and that is inflation. You lock in your price for two years of anything you buy on fish, meat, uh, pork, whatever. You lock it in for two years and... By signing up, you're going to get $480 worth of free ground beef in your first two years. $25 off by using the promo code Glenn. $480 worth of free ground beef in your first two years. And you lock in your price and you're helping the American farmer and rancher. GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code Glenn. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program hello america welcome to the glenn beck program we begin after a long weekend in 60 seconds first let me tell you about relief factor i can tell you from personal experience that there is one thing worse than being in pain uh that you're determined to beat is being in pain that you're resigning yourself to having for the rest of your life. That is just a horrible thought. Relief factor. It exists to give you your life back. So if you've been living with pain in your life, um, and if you're ready to try anything to give it a shot, try Relief Factor, will you? Uh, Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors, and more than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or call 800, the number 4 relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. It's relieffactor.com, 800, the number 4 relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Glenn, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, yours? Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, that's wonderful. It wasn't uh, oh, we have this. 114 degrees every day. Not every day. Uh, no. I mean, no. there's a moment there where it hit like 98, and I was like, wow, this is paradise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I put up, where's my sweater? Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was 101 uh, at the football game at uh, 9 p.m. On Friday, it was great. 101. <laughs> it's been it wonderful. You know what? I've converted. Uh, global warming is the most <laughs> evil thing in the world, at least yeah. for a couple more weeks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's called it's called summer in Texas. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's not, not called global, global warming. warming. No, it's called oh, summer okay. hmm. in Texas. So it's uh, it's wonderful. Very very wonderful. 
so the big story, we're we're kind of I don't know. We we we're kind of dealing with the same crap. If you look at the shooting in Florida, <laughs> it's the same crap. It's a Nazi with a gun. Um Okay. Got it. Nazis bad. Guns neutral. Let's make sure that Nazis don't have guns. Might be a good idea. Unfortunately, the commun- the progressives are trying to make sure that no one has guns except for them. Yeah, right. That's a bad thing. Because those <laughs> Nazis don't typically listen to rules yeah, all that I know, well. I know. Uh, when they're made by yeah. people who they don't like. Yeah. I, the fa- thing that fascinated me a little bit about that story was, uh, number one, how it's a national story. Like, I, look, I, I, it sounds like a really terrible incident, obviously. Like, you know, anytime there's a shooting of three people, it's a terrible incident. But, like... How many times does that happen in Chicago or every other major city? Like, and I guess it's not a story when the people have the same color skin doing it to each other. If it's two white people doing it to each other or two black people doing it to each other, we don't report on it at all. Mm -hmm. But because this manifesto, which we suddenly have almost immediately, uh, which I thought was not the pattern anymore, I thought we had to wait months and months and months for politically based. Uh, ideological rants about mm-hmm. murders. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we have it right away in this case. Hmm. Uh, and because it's apparently a completely insane person with a dash of racism or a, maybe a heaping spoonful of racism. <laughs> maybe involved, a shovel. Maybe a shovel I mean, of racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like s- seemingly other indications, it was beyond racism, like r- real mental health uh, difficulties uh, and insanity going mm. on. But we learn about that right away. And it's it's, to me, kind of amazing how quickly... We've had this total turnaround. You go back and look at polls from 15, 20 years ago, and you see America was pretty close to having racism solved. That's not Mm. by me saying it. It's Mm. the people who were living at the time, including Mm. African-Americans, saying Mm. like, yeah, things are pretty good race-wise. And it's completely fallen apart ever since we've decided to try this solution of, hey, everybody, what if we all say that uh, all white people are racist no matter what they do or say, and we'll also say all black people are victims and have no chance of succeeding on their own no matter what they do or say, and let's give that a shot for a couple decades and see how it turns out. Not well, we, apparently. Yeah, I think we've done it. Not you know, We're just a few years from two decades of doing it. Mm-hmm. 2028 will be uh, the 20th anniversary of... Uh, you know, racial and social justice. That's the post-racial period. Yes, yeah. and uh, the post-racial <laughs> period. Spo- and it's not, it's not turning out to be quite like that. Just elect uh, Barack Obama and yeah. look at the post-racial period. It'll be wonderful. And it's funny because you remember, we were, of course, covering that back in the day. And, and I remember walking, we did this coverage and we were in New York City at the time. And I remember walking to the hotel I was staying mm-hmm. at from the studios and you know, people were in the, again. Remember, this is New York City. People were in the streets celebrating. You know, you know, in the streets trying to not just because he was a Democrat, but I think larger because he was, he, he was black. It yeah. was like our first black president. And even though I thought he was going to be a terrible president, and you thought he was going to be a terrible president, and everyone in this audience thought he was going to be a terrible president, there was still that piece of like, well. You know, there's a real cost to this because he's going to be a bad president. But at least it's good that, like, we can all put this race thing finally behind us. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, we elected a black president. Yeah. This is not a racist country. Yeah. Completely wrong. Yeah. But the total opposite <laughs> yeah. way in every single possible. First president is like, I am powerless. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am powerless. I got here uh, despite all the racists in the country. And you're like, wait, what? 
what? Huh? What happened? How did what? that? How did that? <laughs> what? That's not. <laughs> yeah, the Klan. They were out. They were out in force mm-hmm. voting for Barack Obama. I guess. Uh, I mean, how else did he win if we're all Klan's members? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, what a weird, <laughs> weird, weird time. Weird. It's been. It's been you know, it's, every piece of medicine they've tried to apply to this problem has done the exact reverse. Well, but at least it's only in one category. For instance, it's it's not in like education. You know, mm. the more the progressive gets involved in education, the worse the education gets. Okay, that's two okay. examples. Though that's all you have. You have nothing uh, else other than those well, two. Well, uh, you know, we have the more they try to lower gas prices through regulation, <laughs> the higher the gas price goes. Well, sure. I mean, that one, that one's well known, but the, that's really about you it. You also you also have. Uh, you know, this promise of uh, equality and, uh, you know, blacks had and minorities had the best uh, they've ever had in success and prosperity under Donald Trump. But now that they've promised that they were going to equalize things and make things better for the working class blacks and Hispanics, uh, they're not they're They're no longer enjoying that prosperity. Yeah. There's a story yeah. out today that's skyrocketing. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. A, so that's that's weird. Isn't wow. It? It's a stunner. It's weird. It's almost like everything they touch turns to garbage. I, I was going to use a different almost, word than yeah, that. Yes. It's, uh, you, know, it, you know, hey, our our Inflation Reduction Act mm. does the exact opposite. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh-huh. sir, you have a few thousand examples and that's about right. it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. You know, I only have everything they do and say mm-hmm. how much lo- we're going to reimagine the police and make our community safer. Has that worked? Hmm. Well, nothing my question they do works. My, my question is, have you had enough yet? Have you, have you had enough yet? Do you have enough evidence yet? Because I do. I've had it for quite some time. But, you know, maybe I was just quick on the uptake uh, <laughs> on this particular <laughs> thousand issues. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when, when have you had enough? And you realize, I think when you look at our major cities around the country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's never a time they get it. it no, it never, no, comes. never, it never comes. You could put the same people in office for a hundred years. They have. And they have, and they failed for a hundred years and they will still elect the same people. I know. I, it's like, it's incomprehensible. Honestly, like, wouldn't you just try something else else out of default? Right. Like, just like, you know what? I don't know. Look, the the whole low taxes freedom thing sounds terrible to me, but maybe we should give it a whirl. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, isn't there a moment you consider that? And the answer largely is no, 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 they don't. New York, New York, same thing. Uh, And it kills me the the way New York is now reacting to the migrant problem. Oh, my gosh, it is. It's it's crippling New York City. It's and they've got like, what, 35,000 and it's just crippling them. They can't handle it. Have have you been to Houston? Have you been to Dallas? Have you been to the border? Have you been to Arizona? I mean, what what are you talking about? Have you been to California? Yeah, because New York, you don't you don't even have to fly. The only difference between you and Los Angeles now, palm trees. That's it. Oh, and snotty celebrities. Mm. <laughs> no, you've got enough snotty <laughs> celebrities there. It is fascinating to watch this because, <clears throat> of course, obviously, places like Texas and other border states have been complaining about this forever and saying, right. like, we've got a real problem here. No one's helping us. And, you know, but 
it's amazing to see like a few bosses. Like this is what set you over the edge. Yeah, I know. Your society was so close to the edge that a few buses of people <laughs> that you said you wanted. By the yeah, way, we should right. point out you were welcoming your sanctuary city. You wanted this so badly. A few buses show up from the south, and all of a sudden you can't run mm-hmm. your society anymore. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I will say, like you know, Texas for all it gets all you know all this beating about how these evil right wingers and how they hate immigrants. You know, like look. Our day-to-day life in Texas is its filled with interactions with illegal immigrants. They, they, they live in our society all around us. And like largely, we just get along with them. Now, we all realize there are societal issues with our law and how that works. But like generally speaking, like we wish the law was applied better. But like they're he- if they're here, like you have interactions with them, they're they they're like any other person. We treat them like every other person, even though we don't think the law is being applied appropriately. New York's like they see four people with like Hispanic last names, and they just decide they're going to abandon the state. <laughs> like wh- what is happening? Wh- why can't you figure this well, out? Because here's the difference: mm-hmm. in Texas, generally speaking, you know they'll go to work. Yep, exactly. In New York, they go to the plaza. And why would they go to work? Why would you? You know, in in Texas, like, you do get, look, there are definitely people living off the dole. Like, the the criticisms we have of this system are real. But, like, you're right. A lot of people come here, even though they're not supposed to be here, and they shouldn't be here because they're breaking the law being here. But they go every day, and they work, and they they interact with people and have a, a relatively normal life. And... While there are major problems, somehow Texas has been able to do it with without, by the way, a state income tax, I should point out. They are somehow able to keep we're keeping this society running with, I don't know, 10 times, 20 times as many illegal immigrants and no state income tax. And yet this thing, this place runs 100 times better than New York. I live there. I was born there. I know it's runs much, much better. I've lived in both places. It's not close. So what is the problem? I don't know. Could it go back to the original part of this conversation? No, I don't think so. I mean, because look, our schools are safer now. All of our schools, they're all saying, you know, we want children to feel safe, to express who they they are and be safe. Uh, And uh, there's a teacher of the month, uh, Casey McGrath. She is fabulous. Just one teacher of the month. Uh, yeah, and she's got this little thing. She was raping a student at the time. Um, but I think those are separate. <laughs> Wait, I think, what? Hmm? what? She won teacher of the month in, in the same month as this was going on? Well, she or- was unlawfully and knowingly engaging in sexual, uh, penetration with a person of at least 13 years. Oh, good God. Okay. So, but you know, was it one of those things where like she had been doing this the month before and stopped and they said good no. improvement <laughs> no i know huh? no i don't i don't i don't think so uh, i had a, another teacher in new york city who posted on social media about teaching children consent uh you know we got to make sure that we we teach our kids about consent and and hey they they can consent uh apparently <laughs> she taught it really well to a 14 year old student uh she taught it uh to that 14 year old student uh, over and over and over again uh, for many, many months. A lot of dedication and to the curriculum there. A lot of, the of dedication there. The, so I don't know about you. Again, uh, I'm going to promise you your kids are going to feel safe. And, uh, well, they're not. No, no, they're not. They're not. That's weird. Again, name the policy. Name the thing that they're saying they're trying to stop. 
and show me the policy where it hasn't gotten a thousand times worse. I'll let you think on that for 60 seconds back in a second. If you know anything about Mike Lindell, you know he likes to give back to his customers. uh, And he's giving people a better night's sleep all the time. You have helped support MyPillow and its employees. And it's tough economic times for you and for them. And in the spirit of giving back, Mike wants to give you the six-piece towel set. Uh, He can give you discounts on all of his items, but the six-piece towel set right now is an amazing low price. The set comes with two bath, two hand, and two washcloths, uh, typically retailing for about 80 bucks. For a limited time to celebrate the restock, you can get this set for $39.99, promo code BECK. That's a 50% discount right now. The towels are machine washable, durable, and come in multiple colors. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square, and get 50% off this six-piece towel set. The deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Wow. Uh, by the way, um, <clears throat> the left and CNN has just come out with a new report. Speaking of education, since 2021, state lawmakers have introduced nearly 400 bills aimed at giving parents, government officials and concerned citizens the ability to challenge or monitor what schools teach about race and gender issues, according to a new report. While many of these laws stop short of directly censoring what is taught in classrooms, uh, the analysis now has found that many of the proposed bills have had a, quote, chilling effect Uh on public education. Uh Mm Uh-oh. That sounds Mm -hmm. bad. Educators told the advocacy group that they the advocacy group that they now fear that they could be held criminally liable and lose their jobs for teaching prohibited concepts. You mean wow, like wait a minute. Hardcore so, porn? So it, you should be. This is so the problem. So in other words, you are teaching children and you're afraid you might be arrested if you're teaching them about child mutilation. Well, we just heard about or, a couple of teachers who were teaching their kids uh, something very, yeah, very important. Yeah, in a very um, personal, very personal you know, one-on-one sort of way. As you point out, over and over yeah, and over and yeah. over again. So, wow. So, yeah, you know what? You can get arrested for that sort of behavior. You know, that's weird. As a teacher, you that you would have to worry about that. Because, like, I don't worry about that. Here at my job, I don't worry about that. No? I say something, I teach something that is wholly inappropriate. I don't worry about my job. There's no way they could fire me. You know, I could get on here and do wow. anything I want. Really? Yeah. And I think most people are like that in their jobs. Yeah. You know, they could have the, you know, the boss come into them and say, don't do this. And they're like, I'll do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they don't get fired. That's employment so for you. Yeah. That's teachers, how it works. I think you've, yeah, I think you have it. I think you have it. It's funny because they, it's the, the left that really wanted to have centralized control of education. And so they implement, you know, the they work forever to expand the role of government in our schools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then someone else gets elected that they don't like, who now has that power. And they don't and like And they that. make decisions that they don't like, hey, hey, and hey, it's hey. a catastrophe. Hey, 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 yeah, I have huh. an idea. I have an idea. That's why you don't want to have a government 
that is so big mm. that it tells you what you can and cannot do. Yeah, I don't know about that. That sounds really? bad. I think what I, we want to do is just always get our guy elected uh, for no, 100% I, of the time forever. No, I don't think that's a good idea. And then they rule over us. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Hmm. Think of the, think this. Think this through, uh-huh. okay? So you have a government that could not tell the local schools what to do. Mm-hmm. But you had a local government that was strong enough to arrest people for having sex with teachers. Ooh, you're really it's a balance. It's a line. Ba- I know it's yeah. a balance. I don't know it's if a that's balance. possible. Yeah. Okay. Well, just uh, you're saying in, a, in in some sort of uh, futuristic world. Uh, no, I'm thinking like utopia. Right, now. right. No, I'm thinking like right now. Okay. You know, would be good. Hmm. Uh, by the way, um, the Biden administration is going to reduce your energy bills. Uh, ceiling fans now are the latest target of the EPA. Um, ceiling fans have got to be rethought. I, I thought we were supposed to turn off our air conditioning and turn on our ceiling fans. No, That's we're now not. changed. No, no, it's well, no, you're still uh, part of it. I mean, we're evolving. Okay, we're evolving. So keep the air conditioning off. Okay, and don't turn on your ceiling fan until you get a new one that hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> um, the energy department is uh, requiring now. Uh, the ceiling fan industry to come up with one that's much more energy efficient. And they say, now this is now you might think, what are you talking about? I'm talking about not another restriction. I am talking about a household savings Mm. of $39. Over the each, l- well, no, all no, no, households no, no, wait, wait, combined, wait. you're talking about, right? No, not all households combined. Just that one household, your house, oh, okay. it'll save thirty nine dollars over the life of the ceiling fan. <laughs> so not in a year, no, or a month, no, 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 no. Over the life of the what ceiling is the life fan. Of, I feel like the life of a ceiling fan is infinite. Is there, I, is there another? I've never replaced a ceiling <laughs> fan, so I don't... I had one that started spinning uh, out of control at one yeah. point. I thought it might like decapitate one of my yeah. kids, so we yeah. did replace it. So you did it. replace that That's one? That's the only one I could ever think of, yeah. though. I, I've never had that, so I don't think I've ever replaced one, and I've I've had many a ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah, like, the life of a ceiling fan is longer than the life of a human, I think. <laughs> why, why would we be $39 over $39 the life of the ceiling the fan? Life of the ceiling fan now let's be honest that's probably 20 years longer than you'll live in that house it usually is right yeah but 39 dollars. think about this the money the government is pouring in for the development of these new ceiling fans the money then you'll have to spend to replace that 39 dollars savings <laughs> and with this inflation 39 dollars over a lifetime wow count those pennies Okay, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Tuttle Twins. Back to School Books have an amazing back to school deal going on right now. 70% off their kids' books right now. Their new history books also. If you're looking for additional ways to help your kids um, uh, being, being, being sucked into the, uh, the woke category, if you want to stop that, here's, here's a way to do it. Uh, the new normal. It's the truth. Hmm? With the Tuttle Twins, back to school doesn't mean just new teachers. It means indoctrination. Things like multiple genders, socialism, Marxism, God's dead, capitalism is evil, we're all racist, climate change is responsible for everything. All that fun stuff is garbage. Tuttle Tuttle Twins have their back to school sale right now. Gives you 70% off their kids' books 
and their excellent new history books. But it's only for a few days. Go now to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now before the offer runs out. Teach your kids the truth with Tuttle Twins and TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You can use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. There's a couple of things uh, going on to we should report. First of all, the uh, the power company, the Hawaiian Electric Company, has uh, removed all of the uh, you know all of the the transformers and the poles and the wires and uh, some would call it evidence, um, but they've removed all of that from the scene. And they said that's only, they only did that because well they don't own uh, any of the land uh, you know there just beyond the power uh, substation. So they wanted to clean it up, make sure that everything was good. <clears throat> they said they took pictures, though. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, pictures worth a thousand words, Glenn. Yeah, and, it really uh, is. What a surprise. This is a, you know, public-private partnership with the government, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. uh, really surprised. It, ha- it didn't work out really well. It never does. Never does. They never seem to do their job. Um, by the way, they only released... What was it? Three hundred names of the missing um, yeah. on Friday. There's eleven hundred people still missing, and uh, I mean, I, I don't know why they're saying it that way. Um, it's, I mean, it's not that big of an island. I hate to be, I don't mean to be callous on this, but it's not that big of an. It's not like, it's not like somebody you know uh, is wandering off and is lost or whatever. I mean, it's not that big. And you know it, what it would what would it be? Yeah, somebody would, with Alzheimer's, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's a possibility, know. right? A kid, maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. I mean, yeah, but it's poss- know, theoretically it's possible. Because um, yeah, why would you be missing? Like, or or somebody who's like just trying to disappear? Right. Yeah. You know, faking their death. I mean, out of uh, out of uh, the, that many missing, certainly I, not, I don't understand. Certainly it. not five percent, right? No. Like, what is the number here? I mean, God, I don't I mean, know. and you think about this: if all these people that are missing uh, are uh, gone, I mean, you know, this is a horrifying, uh, like horrible. Tra- I mean, and this might be horrifying. why they're holding it back; like they don't want people to 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 really, re- you know come to the point where they recognize what's happened here this like, is maybe i don't know i don't know what you it know, is <clears throat> uh, jp decker he is uh, mercury one's executive director uh he was an executive producer for me and a producer for a very long time he's uh, now over at mercury one and i believe you leave hawaii today do you not jp yes sir yeah yeah i leave tonight so is there any explanation why they are still holding these names glenn i have um you know, we've been here almost five days, and that is one thing that every single local is confused on that we've spoken with. Um, I've spoken with a lot of people, and they said, we don't trust anyone. We do not trust what's coming out of the government. We don't trust what's coming out of not just the state of Hawaii, but the, the county, and then also our federal government. How do they not? I mean, that is terrifying that they don't even believe the county. No, um, and go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, it's just one word, though, about the locals is that's come up while we're, you know, talking with some of these stories are just, again, horrific. But these are some of the most resilient people I've ever met in my life. They yesterday 
just a quick story. Yesterday, we uh, we connected with this surfer. Um, he's a pretty famous surfer on the island. And they said, hey, you know, we're, we're getting a shipment from one of the other islands of surfboards and fishing equipment. And I, I said, well, one, we went and helped. We were in the water. We were pulling surfboards off the boat. We were doing, you know, getting fishing supplies. And I said, what, what is going on here? And they said, most of these kids lost their surfboards in the mental health crisis that is here right now from seeing people burning in cars, mm. from seeing their family members in their homes. This mm. is the only thing that's going to bring this community back to what we, we know and we love. And so this guy is going to take kids, um, surfboards that were donated from other islands, and then the fishing supplies is just going to go to these local fishermen who lost literally everything. These are the guys who go out and buy the fish for all the tourists. And speaking with these people, and for me, yesterday we were at church, um, Harvest Church, which is one of our partners, um, and I was standing next to one of the worship leader's wives who lost everything in this fire. She's just bawling and crying out, and she they're singing this one of these songs and it's about how God is still in control in this disaster. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was a powerful moment for me. I, I think this is the first time that I finally broke down um, from seeing the damage and seeing what this city is going through. And the one thing that really hits close to home is these, these are Americans. These are our brothers and sisters. These, this isn't just uh, another story in the news cycle that's going to disappear. These are our people. And the fact that the government has, has just decided to, one, block everyone from going back in still. Um, there's a few people that have been able to go back in and look at their homes. But, two, they're, they're, I mean, we've gone past, we have to drive through part of Lahaina every single day if we want to get to another part of the island. And you see the destruction and you smell the smoke still. You smell the ashes and, you know, those black walls that are going up on the road that everyone says the government's covering up the ashes, all this. And it's what we've learned, what we've seen across the whole island are those black walls are so the ashes in the teeth of whatever is left of Mm. any of those human remains don't go into the street and don't get lost. It's just, it's devastating, Glenn. Devastating. I know, you know, people ran into the water and how many people, I mean, how far in the water did they go? I hear some of them were in the water for eight or 10 hours, just treading water. Is that true? Oh yeah. Yeah. Glenn, we, we were uh, with a a couple of people yesterday and there was a story of this teacher and the fire's coming down towards the ocean and she had to run, jump in the ocean with a group of, big group of people. She doesn't know how many, but a big group of people and they all jump in. They treaded water and swam for up to eight hours and everyone around her drowned. Oh my gosh. She's, she's trying to rescue these people, these kids, these dads, these moms, these grandparents, but she, she could, she couldn't do anything. And so she just, she just tried to tread and swim, but everyone around her drowned. They ended up finding her eight hours later, alive, this, this lady, a mile off the coast. This shouldn't oh have happened gosh. this way. How, how did where there were not? the people? Yeah, where were the, where were the Coast Guard boats or whatever boats? What, why? Yep. What happened? Every single local that I have spoken to are asking the same question. They're asking, you know, we've got 
installments all around this area on all these islands. Where was the military? And, you know, we've heard stories of some Navy SEALs coming in and, you know, just helping and then some Chinooks that came in and helped try to rescue. And the Coast Guard came in later on to try to help. But we we did confirm uh, with a couple locals who ran out that the police were so scared of the power lines that fell through the wind that people were not allowed to get out of Lahaina and during these fires because the police were blocking off because they didn't want them to run into the power lines. That right. we're still alive, which which is the <laughs> which job is of the power a- company that always happens. A power line goes yep. down and you shut everything off. What, why didn't they yep. shut it off? They 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 don't they don't want to. They haven't come out yet and said, that, said anything. <laughs> they, uh, don't want, they don't want to no. incriminate. I mean, uh, they don't want to say no, uh, un- the other day we were eating at a local restaurant and we smelled a fire. Uh, this was the one that kind of you probably might have heard about, but there was a there's a pretty large grass fire that was going towards Lahaina. Mm. And so we smelled it. Um, and then what's interesting, though, we're at this restaurant and there's a FEMA person. There's a Red Cross person. There's a guy who lost everything. Um, and then there's a former Doctors Without Borders um, person. And she was here volunteering. And the power goes out. And all of our phones, emergency phone, you know what that's like. Everybody's phone goes off and it says evacuate. One, most of the people that are in that room didn't know quite what to do, which was interesting. I mean, and then the guy who lost his home, he just, there's, there's tears. Because what do you do on this island? There is no escape route. Lahaina is the escape route. You go through that street. There is no medical team on this side. There's no hospital on this side of the island. And, I mean, you have to go 45 minutes if something were to happen. And we've heard stories of of some of the burn victims who ended up getting in those, the two ambulances on this side of the island, and died in the ambulance trying to get to a hospital. Mm. So, I mean, with, with... what we're doing with Mercury One is incredible because within the first 48 hours, we sent a, a, a tech team, one of our incredible partners, the name is ITDRC, and they showed up with Starlinks to provide internet for the community because for three or four days, most of these people had no way of communicating to the outside world that we're still alive, to their families and friends in the mainland. And one, why was it a nonprofit that came in and provide internet, and the government did nothing. They ended up providing internet for the government and the community because they they told us the other day, we can cut the red tape. We have no red tape, but the government has the red tape, so that's why they come to us. And, you know, we were one of the first ones to spare purse to send in a cargo plane of supplies, food, water. Um, And right now, this island doesn't need the food and water. What they need is the mental health. There's already been about um, five or six suicides and that's just when you lose everything including your you, family including your family and the but the the mental health side is something that we're going to be focused on and it, it, it we spoke with a, a local restaurant owner the other day and he just and again glenn you know we we brought cameras to help tell the story of what mercury one and our partners have been doing on the ground what we're going to do because we're not here just for a small amount of time we're here for the long haul we don't just, I mean, when you started this, you said we're the first ones in, last ones out. 
that's what we do. And so we, you know, I was talking with the restaurant and he just breaks down and, you know, we didn't have the cameras with us. And he said, you know, all these people have been coming in with cameras. They've just been coming in and just want to take our story. And then we just leave again. And they, we've had business guys. This is what this guy said. Businessmen come in with wads of cash, drop it on our table and say, I'll buy you out. And I will, I will, you know, just buy you out. This guy has put up 20 of his staff in his restaurant. He's been providing hundreds of meals a day to people. I, I tried to offer some help, and he said, I don't want help. He goes, what I want is for you to help other people, you, you to help my, my neighbors. Yeah. And when we say 100% goes, and that's usually what I would tell these people, hey, we're not your normal nonprofit. We're not a profit who takes overhead. We, we, we want to give 100% to this island, and that's, that's what we do. That's the most powerful thing. that, And they're shocked at it. They said, no, 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 we, I know you take overhead and all this. No. We don't, but I think, you know, anyways, I'm, I know I'm telling so many different stories, but this is, this is one for me personally, it's changed my life on what community looks like. These people are exactly what community they're the definition of Ohana, which means family. And that is community. JP. Thank you so much. Uh, Mercury one executive director uh, coming home today. Uh, but uh, as he said, our, our people and all of the charities we support will be the last ones out. Uh, so please, if you'd like to help us, uh, you, all you have to do is go to mercuryone.org and donate to our disaster relief fund. It's mercuryone.org. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is blinds.com. What stands between you and the heat that's coming through your windows it is window coverings, and they should be from Blinds.com, especially if you don't have any or you want to update them, because when it comes to beating the heat, Blinds.com is hands down the reigning champion. Whether you know what you're doing and you know, you know exactly what you're looking for when you pick out or you install them, if you know what you're doing, you're great. If you don't, you need help. It's free help. They do everything. Blinds.com is where you need to go for unlimited window treatments installed for one low cost. They have covered now 25 million windows, so you can rest easy with Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. So beat the heat this summer and get ready for the winter that's coming around the corner. Lower your electric bill at the same time. Get some sun-blocking shades. Blinds.com. Number one online retailer of custom window coverings, Blinds.com. Save up to 40% right now, plus free installation on qualifying purchases. Up to 40% off right now. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glenn Beck. Sometimes it seems like there's a running competition between cyber criminals and the government to see who can steal the most money from the largest number of people. Now, sure, sometimes the government wins that battle, but the competition is pretty fierce at this point. And if you take home title theft, you can see that it's one of the fastest growing crimes in America right now, uh, often done online. And there's a very good reason for that, because most victims know that home title theft uh, have, you know, is, is devastating to them. And of course, it also doesn't even hit you for months after it actually occurs. You don't know it's even going on. One homeowner pulled onto her street one day and saw a bulldozer demolishing her home. There it was, just being torn down right before her eyes. She was a victim of the devastating crime called home title theft. And I hope you don't repeat that experience. 
A criminal had forged his way onto the deed of her home and sold it. And now the new owner was, uh, was tearing, tearing it down to rebuild. Your home, your property, your equity are your most valuable assets. And Home Title Lock helps you protect them. Home Title Lock puts a shield around your home's title. The instant they detect any activity or tampering, they can help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to uh, verify that you aren't already the victim of home title theft. For, find out for free right now if you go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the code BECK. The promo code is BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. When you sign up, you get 30 risk-free days of protection. So do it now. HomeTitleLock.com. Code is BECK. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, we have Neil Howe on uh, coming up in just a second. He's a historian. He is the author of The Fourth Turning is Here. Um, he and his uh, partner uh, offered uh, or a, a wrote, uh, I think, seven best-selling books. Um, Generations, The Thirteenth Generation, The Fourth Turning, Millennials Rising. Um, this is the book that came out in, oh, in the 90s where they were talking about how America is about to go into crisis. And they predicted between 2005 and 25. Now they're saying 08 to 28. Uh, and it could mean the end of, you know, America as we know it. This is what they were saying back in the 90s. Uh, and they, they base this on history, on this cycle of history. And he's going to explain that. And, and also, I think, give us a very hopeful message because of what the next generation uh, is capable of. And a lot of people don't have faith in, in the next generation. I, I do because of the fourth turning. So he's going to be um, joining us here in just a minute. It is um, his latest book is called The Fourth Turning is Here. And I think we all feel that no matter what you call it, we all feel something big is right around the corner. It does feel that way. And I don't necessarily want to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I don't think ourselves in the dark. I and... don't think he knows what it is either, but he will tell us how we get through it uh, historically. And I think you're going to like his answer. Neil Howe joins us next. Next. 